How are we today, everybody? I'm your host, Tyler Coe. Welcome to my mental health show. Remember, you can watch uh, the recorded version of this show on YouTube and Spotify, along with most of your audio platforms. And we are underway in season two. Welcome back in 2022. Uh, and this year, we're really focusing on getting back to the basics of being a human being, right? Um, something that most of us probably have not felt like in a long time. Uh, you know, last week we had on Melody, who is an amazing dance instructor, who was talking to us about dance. We had Michael Cox on earlier this year to talk about restorative therapy of restoring your body and mind with fun activities. And tonight we're going to talk about the power of laughter. How fun. Because we need to remember to laugh. Because uh, good Lord, sweet baby Jesus, mental health is a tough cookie to focus on every single day. And sometimes we got to turn this puppy off and we just got to chuck it in the fuck it bucket. And not that this is going to be a revelation to anybody, but laughter and comedy are amazing for the body. Who would have thought, right? And I've actually got some certified medical facts that can prove it. Um, the act of laughing, just going to read off a few. Wasn't very, it wasn't really a deep dive, but acting, or the act of laughing, laughing, Jesus Christ, Tyler. The act of laughing requires intake of oxygen-rich air. Clearly, there's not a lot of that in this room going on right now, which in turn releases endorphins. That coincides with rapid blood circulation, getting the blood flowing, so you experience what takes away tension and stress and anxiety. And then it has scientific long-term effects, which they lead to positive thoughts that release neuropeptides, is a word I just learned today, which are chemicals that fight that tension, that stress, that anxiety, and other afflictions that we might have, it uh, gets rid of pain, gives you pain relief. It boosts your immune system. So obviously we know laughing is good. I don't, I don't really have to like go into that. Uh, but again, we forget. Um, we forget that it can be really restorative, uh, especially during times like this. Like for instance, how often have you been re-watching the same show during the pandemic? There's actually a reason for that. Evidence has shown that doing things that are familiar to us, that are old hat, are what we tend to focus on when we become overloaded. And all of us are, are overloaded right now, right? Exactly, every single one of us. And our brains are not meant to handle what we're going through right now. That's why I've watched New Girl like six times in a row. For you sports junkies, and you know that I'm one, The Last Dance was on repeat at my house. And it's one of those things we gotta remember to do those little human activities that we're built to do, to smile, to walk, to laugh, to run, swim, all that stuff. Now, I'm not telling you to put up a live, love, laugh poster in your bedroom like a sorority girl whose personality is brunch, but bust out that favorite stand-up. Go rewatch Blazing Saddles, or you can go watch and listen to everything that my guest does. And she, you know, usually I have like a big thing, it's just comedian Kayla Milton. She's my good friend, and I'm so excited to have her on the show tonight. So, Kayla, how are we today? Uh, I'm good. I almost hung up on you instead of uh, clicking on mute. So there's that. Off to a great start. I wouldn't have been surprised if I had gone to the screen and you're not there. I'd be like, what? She just don't want, <laughs> she want to talk today. <laughs> Show's Look, over. over Show's over, yeah. folks. I would have put up this title screen, Kayla. I would have been like, hey, thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> we're, we're gone, man. Roll the outro. <laughs> uh, Kayla Milton uh, is a good friend of mine. For anybody who doesn't know, she works for Rooster Teeth. Uh, she is a part of Squad Team Force. And 
I mean, you've been in so many other things. You had an amazing podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no the... answers with Mark and Brad, gone too soon. <sighs> that was such a good podcast because, <laughs> Kayla, we need more podcasts by white men. You know this. Yeah. Yeah, and that was my whole thing. I was like, I want two white men to host this podcast called No Demands News with Mark and Brad. And they just wouldn't show up. So then I was forced to host it, which is a bummer because women shouldn't host things. No. And I, uh, too many female voices in the sphere. Ugh, disgusting. Uh, but yeah, you know, two seasons, eight episodes, a live a live episode in a in a in a in a in a in a ball pit was the highlight, I think. But yeah, good times, fun times. Good times. Well, thank you for joining this white guys podcast. <laughs> because of, of, course. Course, of course i had Any, to do one anything anything to push the cause <laughs> it's tough for a white guy right now kayla it's yeah. been a, it's been a tough couple years for us oh yeah oh yeah you're not even gay like you can't even lean back on that i'm not i'm just a straight which is just so boring but we're so attacked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man listen so you and i hung out recently um at a little get together and you had me in stitches the whole night and i'm being honest right now like i have not laughed that hard in a long time and yeah. we actually talked about it. you're like hey why don't we do an episode because i was going to get you on the show but we were trying to figure out what to talk about and you're like why don't we talk about this why don't we talk about laughing yeah um so you, first of all you made my week and <laughs> I, I think it's a great topic to do for mental health because it is so yeah. obvious right like yeah no no shit laughing is great but yeah I think in the context of it, it kind of gets lost of, as to the why. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just feel like, uh, uh, especially when you think about like, uh, you say I had you rolling and I was like, it's funny because we, we, were, we were just talking about the most depressing things. We yeah. were laughing our way through it. <laughs> Which is kind of like, like, that's my thing, Kayla, is that um, like when I'm down and I'm sure you're kind of the same way as like, I go to dark humor. And I know yeah. that dark humor is not everybody's cup of tea. You know, dark humor yeah. is kind of like food. Not everybody gets it. And <laughs> <laughs> that's such a shitty joke. Rimshot. Rimshot. It's true, <clears throat> though. It's sad. Some people don't get to eat. And I hate that. Um, but that that's kind of where you go to. Like, do you go anywhere else when you're getting super down? Is there a place you go to, a thing that you watch, like an activity that you go do to uh, just laugh your, your ass off? Uh, I feel like, yeah, it was like you said earlier, I like cycle between shows. Like, I just rewatch them. Uh, I, I added the new show. I've never seen Seinfeld or Sex in the City. So I've been bouncing back and forth between watching those for the first time. But my like go-to rewatch was probably like, oh God, I don't even know. It, it, the, pan the beginning of the pandemic feels so long ago, but I'm like, I probably just on ad nauseum watched Hoarders and Brooklyn Nine-Nine at the beginning. <laughs> I, I mean, you're, I'm, I'm currently re-watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine right now. Yeah, I, no. I also started Seinfeld. Now I'm I'm quite older than you, by like, You're like three three years older. Than I'm me. like twenty years older than you, and <laughs> my parents used to watch Seinfeld uh -huh. um, when I was younger, and I hated it because I don't because yeah I'm particular. Everybody's particular. Yeah. I didn't I don't like a laugh track. Don't tell me when to laugh. I hate that. That's fair. Yeah. So, so well, I didn't I watch mean, it, but I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I know is the exact same show, but it's the, literally the same show. It's the same, same show. guy. Yeah. Same show, same guy. Oh, Han Hana Yordu said Always Sunny. That was also one of them. I think I watched like all the way through in like a month. Just binged 14 seasons. <laughs> and it's it's so weird that like all of us are doing that, but it's it's not surprising, right? Because yeah. our brains literally have to go to that, which it speaks to the state of the world that we have to 
we, we don't have any Regressed. more room in here. Yeah, we don't have room in our brains to actually take on new stuff. Like we can't take yeah. on what is going on right now. Yeah, I, I feel like I still don't know when people ask me how old I am because I ju I had just turned 26 when the panty started. So I'm always like, my reflexes say 26, but I'm like, oh shit, no, I'm 28. And then I have an existential crisis about that for, for like, it's like, it feels like 10 minutes, but I know it's a fraction of a second, but internally it feels much longer. But uh, yeah, I feel like as I feel like we as people have not grown since this has all started. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. Like I literally was at coffee this morning with a friend and they asked me how old I was and I had to think about it. Think about it. Yeah. I have to think about it right now. I'm 33 years old, but I still can't remember. I, I, I'm still having trouble. Like I, I was I want to go see the Oscar shorts because the Oscars are out. And yeah. I'm looking them up, and I found times for the Oscars in 2021, which I thought was this year, but it's not. It's 2022. Yeah, somehow. And we're already almost done with February, which feels bonkers to me and honestly illegal, but it's like whatever. But it's kind of one of those things, like taking it kind of to a more serious note, is that this is what we do a lot when we experience trauma, is like we, we bury things. Uh, we subconsciously uh, forget about it. Our brains like almost like start erasing those things, right? Like we just forget yeah. about these terrible things that happen to us because our brain just wants to distance ourselves from them. And that's like, mm -hmm. it's, it is kind of that existential thing. When you realize that that's going on, you're like, this yeah. is so bad. I'm in such a bad spot right now. Yeah. Oh, it's funny that you say that because I've been uncovering a lot of repressed memories the past couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you, uh, you. I had a situation that had me going back, uh, reading through old text messages, and me being like, "Oh, I don't remember any of this." And I'm just like, "Wow, it's crazy how you can just like forget three years of your life because you're so violently depressed." And you're just like, "Oh, I didn't know any of this happened to me. That's weird." Anyway, but you can keep moving on with your day because you know you've uh, repressed it. And if you want to talk about it in therapy later, you can, unless your therapist ghosts you, which is a thing that I found out can happen that it can happen and uh so i had a situation i know a lot of people watching the show know it but i and i don't mean to make fun of it or light of it but i do but it's like i would go see my therapist uh mm. kayla but she's dead no so, so, have you ever, have you ever <laughs> so i'm struggling to like what i would love to go talk but i can't she's literally not here have you seen work in progress no i know but i know of it but it's i have not so seen good. it it's so good. No spoilies. It's in the trailer, but first episode, her therapist dies mid-session. <laughs> it's it's yeah. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Death is awful. It's so yeah. terrible. Yeah, and it can happen at any time. Isn't that scary? I think that... <laughs> yeah, it comes for us all, and we don't know when, but it does eventually, and that's like... That's messed up. It is. However, I do tend to believe this, Kayla. I, I legitimately believe this, is that... Um, they're really, we did not ask to be born or exist or be in this reality. But the fact that we are, um, yeah. we don't really have any choices because, yeah, the void is going to come get us. But every day that we wake up and we live and then we do it again is a massive middle finger to the universe. Because we're not yeah. supposed to be here. But the fact that if you oh, do, because I, I think people, you know, I'm, I, we all hear the saying, like, it's okay to not be okay. And yeah. that if you woke up, you won today. But I actually, like, legitimately believe that. Because like, <laughs> it is a tough thing for a lot of people to actually choose to get up in the morning yeah. and, and be a part of this world. It, uh, yeah, no, it's trash, though. Uh, I will say it's trash. I understand it, but, like, it's trash. Like, sometimes I'm just, like, you know, uh, you ever, like, look back at, um, 
what people thought that 2000, the year 2000 would be like in like the year like 1910. And they're just like, everything will be automated. We'll have flying horses and everybody will work for four hours and be rich. And it's just like, no, everybody works 80 hours and we're poor. And uh, we have to cope by rewatching our favorite shows from our childhood on Netflix. And you know what? That's not the future any of them could have predicted because nobody knew that streaming services were going to go off in the way that they did. But uh, I think it's still better than, like, I don't know, dying of something that penicillin cures in 1910. So. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's 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 horribly depressing when you put it like that. <laughs> but... but it could be more depressing because you could feel this way and not have Netflix. So. <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like it's a. It was a lot harder to cope when you know you were just like some, 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 some dude living on a feudal lord's plot of land, mucking it every day until he died at 29, the ripe old age of 29. You didn't have a lot going on. No microwave no. meals. You never took no. a hot shower. Like it yeah. was tough. Yeah. Like the, so the things that we do as depressed, like depressed people in the 21st century, would be a luxury that they could not even imagine. No, and it's I mean, like, they didn't, they yeah, didn't have like, drugs, you know, no. they didn't really have any of the outlets that we have to like no. get rid of that stuff, which those stuff, yeah. I mean, those things are dangerous. And I think everybody kind of dabbles in those things. You hope that it's yeah. not too much, but we try and at least on this show, talk about what are some healthy habits yeah. instead of like chugging NyQuil. I don't want anybody going home to do that tonight. <laughs> don't do that. But maybe you take a book out of the uh, olden days. Maybe go languish in the fjord. You know what I mean? <laughs> like pick peonies and like toss them into the river. That could that, be, that's yeah. Sort of thing. I mean, that that would involve you walking, going outside, looking at some yeah. flowers, being in nature. Yeah. I think those are really good things. Um, yeah, real, real t uh, March to May 2020 type activities. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, Kayla, in the context of what you do, which I, I don't want to really call you a content creator. I want to like... <laughs> You, you won't because you know it incenses me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I feel a certain way about that word too, content. Not my favorite, but um, you're an entertainer. Like, that's what you are. You're an entertaining yeah. individual. Um, and I know that for me personally, uh, when I was in the height of mine and still, you know, kind of in it to like, to make people laugh and, you know, to entertain yeah. them. Um, do you feel the same way that I did? Like, I, I, I honestly felt there was no better feeling indescribable emotion in the world than making somebody else laugh and making them feel something and it, i guess you don't really have to be you don't have to be an entertainer to do that you can be anybody but yeah. that feeling is like so addicting and something that i loved giving out yeah no that's like that's all i want to do like literally i feel like it i don't have an ambition for a job or like a title if someone's like oh what do you want to do with your life and i'm like i don't know make as many people laugh that I can and before I die probably but you can't put that on like a resume and you can't really search that on a job you can't search for that on LinkedIn so you gotta make do where you can <laughs> if you put that on a resume though I would hire yeah. you thank you uh what's the like man I would have <laughs> I would have killed it as like a king's fool that would have been my <laughs> ideal job can I you bring could that see back? that I could see yeah. you doing that yeah like, a little a little jester yeah, well, in about two years, if somebody takes over the country, that might be a, a job opening that becomes available. That's true. I bet, well, Jeff Bezos wouldn't want a gesture because that man doesn't know what mirth is. Have you ever heard him laugh before? No. I know this is his platform. He's going to shut us down. Um, have you ever heard a clown, like a, like a, like a, like a clown horn honk? That's what this laugh sounds like. I've never heard it. I'm going to go it's, look that up after sounds, the show. 
it sounds like it hurt like it physically hurts him to laugh and he's given interviews where he says he's weaponized his weird laugh to like unsettle people and throw them off their game so he'll like do his weird laugh and he'll also do it at times like people don't expect it or like people that like work at amazon like work for amazon will talk about like hearing it like down the hallway and it just being like the most unsettling thing you know he also will randomly email uh amazon and whole foods employees just random random ones with like empty emails with like no subject line or whatever just so they get that little like like just drop in their tummy when they see from jeff bezos and then it's just like an empty email those are tough things to take in that you just told me because I just yeah. want us to eat and have health care. <laughs> we can't because that guy's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of focusing on helping yeah. people, he's sending creepy, hey, I'm yeah. looking over your shoulder emails. That's great. To yeah. He, doesn't, oh, he also doesn't like music and not in like a, he doesn't like, he only listens to like classical. He doesn't like all music uh, to the point where like uh, when interviewed people from his college said that uh, if music was brought up instead of talking about it like a normal person what he would do is memorize the names of radio or the calls uh, the call numbers of radio stations so like if you're hanging out with Jeff Bezos at a college party uh, and you guys are like oh man did you hear that new Nirvana song I don't know how old he is Nirvana song and he'd be like that sounds about right yeah He'd be like, he would do like calculations and be like, Nirvana, I think that's grunge. And then he'd be like, oh yeah, my favorite radio station is KR95X, which I know plays that type of music. And everyone's like, that's not how music works, Jeff. And then he'd be like, I love beer pong. Those are the two things about him that everyone talks about. They say he hated music and he loved beer pong, but he wasn't good at it. That is psychopathic behavior. I don't want to say Jeff Bezos is a psychopath. I wanted to leave a blank because I'm sure he can like he has audio like tools that pick that out and he'll no, red, he'll red flag me now and I don't get to go on the penis ship to Mars when you guys all leave. I'm totally heat death, yeah. And I think it's actually it is kind of like moments like that like that you have to like that's that's a pretty good example of like why we have to laugh at that stuff because it is yeah. unbelievably depressing yeah. to watch this opulent wealth leave our yeah. our atmosphere to not go to space he like grazed it just like a tip yeah. like groped it and just then came the back down shaped rocket <laughs> it's like we have to find levity in those moments because it's so Literally. bad and it's yeah. something that i i'm still not in good practice of like i i do it a lot but i feel like i need to do it more just on the regular stuff like the day-to-day -day. like do you have any little like reminders that you tell yourself or like you're like nope i'm not even gonna let that trigger me type humor I mean, that you go to I mean, most of the times it's like, uh, I just think that me as myself and what I do is no matter how bad I like fuck up in my life or at work, no one's going to die. Uh, that's usually what I tell myself. I have a bad day at work. I miss emails. I did something bad. Well, no one's going to die. I'm not the doctor. If you're a doctor, I don't know what to tell you to tell yourself. Uh, I guess be harder on yourself so someone doesn't die. But, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor. The only two jobs that involve people's lives uh, being in your hands. And, uh, but yeah, that's my main coping mechanism is to not, in, is to not spiral by being like, I messed up. No one's going to die, probably. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, I am an ins insignificant blip on the radar of the universe and time. 
and uh at the end of the day uh no one's gonna remember it except for me and uh because no one remembers your failures much like you and even if you think someone is gonna remember it they won't so you don't have to bring it up and ask them do you remember this time i failed because they'll say no but now that you remind me they will and then now you've re-brought it back up on your own and now you're you you know fucked yourself so that's the show right there folks that's the, the, I always want to get, uh, have a guest like drop like a little gym. That was it. That's the social clip. That's what we're throwing out there. It's so funny you say that too. Cause like. Nothing matters, but not in a depressing way. Exactly. Like um, I, I saw this recently, I think it was on Reddit. I wish if somebody's like watching the stream and they happen to make it, thank you. But they're not because nobody watches except for my loyal community who I love. They're amazing. Um, but there's a picture of kind of just of what you talked about. It's two pictures of the earth. Mm-hmm from space and one says when you fucked up and then after you fucked up and yeah. nothing has changed yeah the world is still the world like so yeah. I think, yeah. there's like eight people where if you fuck up it matters <laughs> <laughs> who are those eight people kayla yeah um uh, anyone who has ever anyone who is currently in charge of any country that currently exists or has existed or will exist in the future i'm counting that category as one person uh, same thing, uh, medical professionals. That's person number two. Uh, number three, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say the guy who invented, like, uh, uh, the, what I guess Ford, technically, because he invented, like, automation and machines. He also and invented if, The weekend. Did you know that? I mean, by having, so, what, by having such terrible <laughs> working conditions that people rioted until we had to force them to give us a day off. No, he wanted more people to buy cars to go out on excursions, so he added the weekend. That's insane. Uh, isn't he also responsible for making jaywalking a crime? Um, I just know that he was a Nazi. Yeah, well, they all were. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Come on. <laughs> uh, they all yeah, were. You dig deep uh, enough. Eh, you dig deep enough. You go back <laughs> far enough. A lot of sympathetic... A lot, of, a lot of sympathies being thrown around by them, by them, their uh, oil barons and tycoons. Just a few. Uh, so we got, <laughs> we got all the leaders of the known world. Yeah. Um, we have Henry Ford and doctors. Henry Ford, doctors, and other people like that. I guess firemen. Firemen save lives. They do. E EMTs. Uh, so you could you, first responders basically yeah, first in one group. Responders. Uh, let's see. Oh, I guess anyone that, like, anyone, anyone, uh, handling raw, like, food that people eat. That's like, that's, that's a lot of people. You can't fuck up. <laughs> they do, though. <laughs> they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it, but it matters. Yeah, uh, food, ha food handlers, uh, whoever that person was at the Austin Water Center that hit the wrong button <laughs> that made us have to boil water for six days in a row. Uh, <laughs> that fucking guy oh my lord <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know watching the show who's done lives in uh, live in austin texas we have a new tradition in the city oh, this is five years running now yeah uh, water plant has gotten contaminated somehow sometimes it's like these slugs or snails oh, yeah amoebas uh, uh, algae yeah but now this time uh, it was just a dude just some yeah. dude like some guy hit like instead of putting like one ounce chlor like like chlorine per gallon he put like 20 or whatever and they were like i mean it won't they were like it's not like gonna kill you but it's not like 
good for you? No, it's basically like the plot of Batman Begins with poisoning yeah, the water literally. system. Yeah, literally. It's just, it's like, it was our Chernobyl, you know, so that's, yeah, that's how oh, it goes truly. down. You ever think about how there was that nuclear power plant that exploded in America and it covered a radius that was much larger than Chernobyl, but no one ever talks about it because our country has better PR? Yes. Isn't it Three Mile Island? No, no, a different one. A different one. Yeah. I don't even know. Didn't the it happen island, in North Carolina? Or that's where we accidentally dropped the atomic bomb and it didn't go off. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. I don't remember where, it, this. I feel like this one was. It was in a random place, like a Iowa or some shit. I don't know. But I was. I. I literally was. Sorry uh, to everybody who lives in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was like it was like it was one of those states, like a state that you don't think of if you were asked to name like five states. It wasn't one of those. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. great so that's pretty much yeah. it we got most of the people that control our I destiny i got most of them most yeah. of them you got like five there's probably yeah, there's, just five there's three more i'll i'll remember them later i'll text it to you <laughs> oh man i see i'm feeling good right now i've got that oxygen rich <laughs> blood flow going on right all now all that laughing all that laughing man um <laughs> oh man uh the how do you say this name the garate what are the you trying great, to look up right now the i'm looking at the chat <laughs> the garate oh oh don't even try to read names in the chat on on okay. uh twitch they're great people anyway, but yeah i do a terrible job of it yeah it's hard uh it, they said they took cleanliness uh at their job as a pizza maker very seriously and uh i appreciate you for that i salute you for your service uh because i know a guy who worked at a domino's and uh he was he's like he's like five foot even maybe and they refused to provide him with a stepladder and instead would tell him to climb up on the tables where they roll out the pizza dough in order to stack the stuff up on the shelves behind there so he would literally like have to climb up there on his shoes where they roll out the pizza dough <laughs> That's that's great to know. Yeah. That's great yeah. to know. So they're hiatus yeah. and oh my god, what is on the bottom of your foot, you know? Yeah. I can't even no, imagine. Nothing good. Don't that's why I don't allow shoes in my house. Was this Domino's in Wuhan? Do we do, <laughs> no, we, it, do we have no, any confirmation? It a, no, it was in Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. So. But the cleanliness thing, that is uh, I think that is a good deal. That's also something that Going to other grounding techniques, Kayla. I don't know if you like doing this. This isn't really about laughing or comedy, but I love to clean. And if, oh, especially absolutely. like when I'm upset, cleaning yes. like the whole house is a really good uh, way to get that out of my system. Oh, yeah. my When I was in college, uh, my friends would always know if I was upset when they came home and it smelled like lemon Lysol in the dorm room because I had just cleaned everything from top to bottom. I still, I still do that. My room is a mess right now because I'm in like a transitional period. Uh, what I've basically been doing is like, I would call it the trifecta of organizational shows. So I started with a shame cycle by watching Hoarders uh, and realizing that I had too many things. So... I was like, all right, that's, oh, God, it could, it could be like that, which then led me to watching uh, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, which helps you purge all of the things. And then once you purge the things, you, can, you then move on to the home edit, which teaches you how to organize your things. And uh, it's a perfect, uh, that's, that's how I channel my depression into cleaning is by uh, that cycle over and over again ad nauseum until I uh, get my shit together. 
I like so right now, one. yeah. So right now I'm in the home edit phase where I just need to put everything in a thing. Like I got these really cool, uh, I clear containers. I realized if I don't see it, then it doesn't exist because I never developed object permanence as a baby. So I bought these clear containers to replace like the opaque ones I had because when I put something in the opaque container, I don't see it, which means it doesn't exist. Which means I'll buy something that I don't need because I think I don't have it. Um, but so I'm trying to break that cycle by switching to these clear containers, which I do thoroughly enjoy. I can show you one. You should, yeah. And I'm just checking out your place. Like you got some empty shelves back there, man. Oh man, no, they're covered in. Oh no, these. Yeah, you got to get some stuff on there. No, no, no. That's for cats. Oh, it's for your cat. Yeah, he. It's a cat scratcher slash climbing gym thing. He's actually he. So he's very long. He can open that door. So I have to lock it. And right now he's he's screaming. He's oh. screaming at my door because I lock the door, and he hates when I lock the door because he's so tall. He just reaches up and he opens. He can open every door in the house. You know how you know I had to buy my roommate store doesn't have a lock, so I had to buy her like a toddler childproof lock thing because he would do shit like um I don't know break into her room while she's like trying to have a hookup or you know scare the shit out of her because she's ba he's busting her door open at 3 a.m. while she's sleeping. Uh, he's a little creep. Anyway, here's the containers. So like these, just a yeah. little like clear guy. This one is literally uh, labeled weird sentimental stuff with no real place. That's no, it's not. Show that yeah. to the camera. Is it really? I don't know if I can. Yeah. It's uh yeah, weird. Can you see it? Yeah. Weird sentimental stuff with no real place. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't, I don't oh, want to get man. rid of it, but I don't have anywhere to put it, so it goes in this box now. <laughs> See, I'm the complete opposite, man. Like, I, I take so much stuff to Goodwill, not because I'm a good person or trying to be a good person, but because I just don't. <laughs> I'm passing my problems off to somebody yeah. else. I just don't. Oh, I just I throw shit in a bag, <laughs> and, then I, and they always ask. And you write hey, it you, off on your taxes. No, I don't even grab the paper. I don't even Dude, want the paper. I'm just like, get the paper. I say there's some shit in here that people could probably use. I don't know what it is. It's a mishmash. Uh, yeah. I have to go home now. Well, one of the ways I used to deal with my sadness was by buying a lot of things. And obviously that led to a lot of credit card debt and shame and shame spiraling. So instead, what I did was I'd end up just donating that stuff to Goodwill because I'm like, this is actually good stuff. Like, I was talking to Mariel about it the other day because she was like, sometimes I use Goodwill as like a guilt-free, uh, like a guilt-free, uh, landfill basically yeah but, but i'm like no i feel like the stuff i'm giving away is pretty good i could sell it if i had any sort of drive behind me i think goodwill i mean i shop for a lot of my clothes at goodwill like they yeah. have like good stuff it's the same as anywhere yeah. else you're probably buying my clothes i should just be giving them to you directly also i'm just a dude that has like five <laughs> colors and then i buy five shirts of the same <laughs> color and rotate that for about 10 years every guy does oh, the same okay. thing oh wait hold on you're gonna like this oh do you are you and me the same person how many you got? Yep, that's exactly. All, that's exactly. All the same two brands of shirt. Uh, it's the same two brand of shirt, and I've got it in several colors. This is the uh, orange, red, yellow neutral bin, and then I have like, I have like a spring bin that's put away that's more like blues and 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 whatnot. 
I'm not that tidy, but you and I have the same clothes. I have like four gray shirts, four I, blue shirts, four black yeah. shirts. I have like 10 of this t-shirt. It's just, it, I have 10 of this exact same t-shirt. I think I've only ever seen you wear that shirt the entire time I've known you. <laughs> well, it was my depression shirt. Um, <laughs> Everybody, it, that that's so funny. I have those. I have a depression hoodie that I always wear. Yeah. It's uh, it's my my depression uniform. Uh, when I was like in the like in the thick of it, it was this brand of T-shirt, and I had three pairs of the same black joggers from Forever Twenty One, and then I would just switch out my shoes. So I had like twenty pairs of shoes, but the top half would always be the same. <laughs> so literally, I had like like I said, I had, like ten a little of these bit shirts, a little bit of color, a little bit of change. Yeah, on your feet. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, so literally ten of these. A uh, Wonder Nation Boys Two XL Husky uh, T-shirts from uh, the little boys section at Walmart, and then <laughs> three pairs of drawstring black joggers from uh, Forever Twenty One that I would dye when they got. I would put everything into. A, a sink and re-dye it when it all got too faded because that's all I was wearing for like a year and a half. Now so that's, that it would that's get... commitment. See, that's at that yeah. point I would have taken those to Goodwill. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would. Well, because like, well, because like sometimes so I'd be like, well, these are my favorite clothes now. Well, they're my own. These are all I wear, and I was like, uh, they're so good. They're not like threadbare. They just like look faded from being washed so much. So I would just literally like every two months just have a day where I dyed all my black clothes black again. <laughs> I hope everybody's taking notes. Kayla is giving yeah. you all a really good playbook of what to do yeah. when you're depressed and your life feels messy. Oh, yeah. Black socks, too, is also the hack. Don't buy white socks. They're disgusting. Uh, they look good. That's so the racist, first time number one. Wear but them. Why? <laughs> because here's the thing about white socks. They look amazing the first time you wear them. They look sick. They look crisp. They're nice, like especially if you get the kind, like a little peeking out beneath your like fucking uh, crop, curl, uh, rolled up jeans. But then as soon as you take your shoes off and you walk around your house for ten seconds, the bottom of them are just forever dirty. Like you could soak them in bleach overnight. You could soak them in oxyclean. You could wash. Nothing gets the the dirt out. Per I've tried. I'm a big I'm big into cleaning. Nothing gets the dirt out like all the way. They will never be that pristine again. And then sometimes if they have a color band on them, the band bleeds and then it just like ruins the sock, like the look of the sock. Like it's not worth it. Black socks, I literally I would buy a pack of ankle cut and a pack of crew cut and then all my socks always match. There you go. I mean, yeah. you're no killing nonsense. me with the socks. I, I have yeah. nothing but black no socks, too. That's brand. I have the, uh -huh. the ankle high. They go up a little bit, right? Yep. Not, not all the way up to the knees. Not so all the way. The no. mid-cut sock, is that what it is? Yeah, that that's, that's, a crew, that's a crew cut. That's a crew cut. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm wearing. Crew, crew cuts like this, ankle is like, it's like below your ankle or like right above your ankle, like at your ankle. So when I was younger, it was cool to not have any sock showing. Disgusting. But then I sock like... is high after that, and now it's coming yeah. back down again. Yeah, I feel like yeah, when I was a kid, having your socks showing was very embarrassing. And then something happened like five years ago where like showing your socks was cool. Probably more than that now. I have to add, I always have to add on two years to what I think time is because of the panty. So something happened seven years ago. <laughs> 10 maybe. Yeah, 2012. 2012 was 10. Uh, 10 years ago where showing sock was cool again. I blame Bomb Bombus. 
Bombas. Or no, bonobos. Bonobos. I blame them. I wear bonobos. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> I, I, wore, I wore nothing but bonobos to the wedding. That's all I wore, my friend. Hey, I mean, what, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? You know? <laughs> Come on. What do you want from me? I'm a guy in my 30s. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's funny. Have you you've seen 21 Jump Street, right? Like the Yeah, the I love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. It's the same thing with the backpack. Because when I was in school yeah. going as a kid, it was always one strap. One strap was the cool. Uh, two straps, two, you were a when nerd. I was the cool, when I was in high school, two strap school again. See? It, it flip-flops. We go but back also, and forth. I had a rolling backpack up until high school, so I'm not really one to talk about what's cool or what's not cool. I was viciously bullied, which is, again, why I'm what's so funny today. Uh... <laughs> Kayla, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, listen, man, I, I love you. <laughs> but if I saw you with a rolling backpack, you're asking for it. You're asking for it. And, now that, and I don't know what size you think the backpack is, but you need to double it. Why did you, <laughs> why did you have a backpack that big? And it's a ba- how, it's a backpack. It's in the name. You, it goes on your you back. Know, do you know how thick the fifth Harry Potter book and also the entire Aragon series was? Wow. Okay. I needed space for my fantasy novels. I needed space for my for my for my binder that w- that was one of those like fabric binders that holds six subjects and it was this thick. And it had a zipper pocket on the front for my pencils, and it had a CD-ROM holder for some reason. Did you and have it a had protractor a little... in there? Yes, it did. And it had a little, <laughs> it had a little Velcro clasp for rulers and 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 calculators and whatnot. And then if you flip it over on the back, it had a hard pocket for secrets. Who who knows? I put anything in there. Fan fiction I printed out to show to my friends later on. Uh drawings that i'd done very poorly in math class anything could have gone in there and it did Uh, look i'm not saying um (laughs) that you should have been bullied (laughs) no i should have been but the kids in the school would not have been doing their job if they didn't bully you with what you had going on listen i don't fault those kids they were right (laughs) (laughs) kayla they were i'm sorry listen they were right was I? It was my fault for playing Naruto on the playground in seventh grade during PE. That's my fault. I did that. No one told me to do that. Oh, uh, but look, it built you into the woman that you are today. Yeah. You know? No one told. No one told me to wear a full uh, robe and cloak dressed as Draco Malfoy for character day in the eighth grade, and then have a wand fight with my friend in the gym in front of the entire grade. No one told me to do that. That was all my choices. And their choice was to bully me for it, rightfully so. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody was doing their job. You were playing the part. They were playing their part. Seems like it was a good ecosystem, a healthy school, right? Yeah. And then they all got to, and they all got to peak in high school. And I am still on a very mm, same trajectory forward of nerdiness. Yeah, but we all love you for it now. Being yeah, no, it's cool now. Yeah, no, I doubled down. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like I'm picking the right stock. You are at the uh, like, right time. I, I, yeah, like I feel like I bought IBM in the seventies, and <laughs> but sold in the nineties. Do you have? Was your binder <laughs> binder? Um, was it the who was the was it the Marie something? It was all the rainbows and ponies. What was that? Oh, called? Lisa Frank. No, Lisa that was Frank. Far, no, that's too girly. No, no, no. I had a I had a uh, five star. That's the good brand. Five star. That's how you know you got a. And that's a that's a star. that's yeah. a middle that's a that's a middle class status piece right there because it 
those notebooks cost two dollars when you could get a regular composition book for 25 cents and they're like no these are college rules five star was a big deal that was a big five star is a huge deal it's a five i still have that binder it's literally i again it's in it it's on my bookshelf out there i every i go to it every three months and i just look through it i'm just like oh man i was a i was a nerd and i was a nerd and i really really liked drawing naruto fan art that was most of what i did for four years hey that's okay i i doodled when i was a kid i used to make blockhead i did blockhead cartoons where i would it was like caricatures i'd do a huge head yeah and then whatever activity you did in school <laughs> I got away from that. I actually wrote in my uh, middle, uh, not middle school, though. What's the school before that? Elementary. Elementary. Yeah. Clearly, I paid attention. Um, I wrote cartoonist is what I wanted to be when I grow up. That's cute. Yeah, it was cute. Didn't pan out that way at all. No, now you're okay. like a, now you're, now you're a professional, um, <laughs> now you're a professional Home Depot voiceover guy impersonator. Let's, let's. Let's build to get. What do they say? Let's get it done. What is the Home Depot slogan? Stronger. I don't know. What is it? United lose, we stand. I'm gonna lose my like from Georgia card. What is it? That's Chat, a good help question. Us out. Chat, help us. What is it? Build Lo it better. Lowe's. We're not Home Depot. <laughs> oh, I, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know the Home Depot like slogan but i know that theme song when i hear it and yeah. i love that shit it is that, it is good that, and i think no, when it, you hear those yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good and isn't no, it no, i'm like it's dennis leary that does the voiceover isn't it is <laughs> i think it's dennis leary that's crazy i, I don't think it's dennis, dennis leary now that i think about it i used to love that i don't think it's no dennis leary is too ratty to, it's not to dennis leary yeah, I used to love Dennis Leary. Another reason I didn't have friends when I was in elementary and middle school or high school, really, I was very into comedy, like stand-up comedy and like musical comedy. So like instead of having friends, I was just like memorizing like, like just like Dave Chappelle and like like blue collar comedy guy stand-up. You watch blue just, collar? I love blue collar. I had oh, a crush. God. I, I had a crush. This is my most toxic trait. I had a crush on Ron White when I was in the seventh grade. Hey, that's not toxic. I was gonna, I was about to judge the <laughs> shit out of you because Ron White is the only one worth. Anything. He's the only good one. He's the He's only, the good, only one. good one. The other guys He's are the only good one. Trash, trash. trash. Ron uh, White, because Ron White yeah. is Texas funny. There's a difference. Yeah, he, He's not like yeah. Southern funny. No, Ron White was my favorite. I had a huge crush on him. <laughs> hey, you can't fix stupid. Great line. It was something about the. Being able, I thought it was very cool that he could tell comedy, hold a glass of whiskey and a cigar in one hand and a mic at the same time. That's like, that's athleticism is what that is. He was a cool dude. And then he got busted for smoking a small amount of pot, I think flying into Atlanta. I love that for him. Good for him too. Yeah. No, Good I, for him. Good for that him. was my formidable years. And I think everybody has this like that when you run into that comedy that just like hits you because you don't really have a, a yeah. like a choice. So like, no. I'm going to date myself real quick. So the first- okay first comedian that I ever listened to in my entire life. I was like seven or eight years old because I was listening on a Walkman. Okay. I don't know if you've ever known or seen I had a Walkman. A, I, I had a Walkman. I had a, I had a, no, I had a Discman. You had a Discman? It was a Walkman. I had a Discman. And it was Eddie Murphy Delirious. And I had no idea oh, what I was listening to. Oh, man. But it that's was the, the, that's the red jacket shit. one, right? I, uh, no, that's Raw. 
That's raw. Raw, I think, was okay. the red bodysuit. Um, but <laughs> De- Delirious, who's talking about uh, Aunt Bunny and Uncle Gus. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids, the kids had slammed their faces in the it's, water to yes. get the fish. And that was yes. the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. And then that sent me on a road of like, I watched Richard Pryor uh, religiously, George oh, Carlin, um, Steve Martin, old stand-up. Like, that was yeah. the good stuff. See, it's, I feel like you're, you're like slight, just slightly older than me. Because I feel like my first stand-up that I like consciously remember was like Dave Chappelle, RIP, I can't believe he's dead. Uh, Cat Williams and like all those guys. Cat Williams. Said- as Cedric the Entertainer, Bernie Mac, uh, the female, the, the queens of comedy, whose names I cannot remember. Uh, there's so many of them, all so funny. Uh, but yeah, and then like that sent me in like a trajectory of like, what else can I watch? And then, you know, then it kind of dips in quality and it was like Dane Cook, Carlos Mencia, uh, uh, that puppet guy. But then it went Jeff back Dunham. up. I- Jeff, oh, Jeff Dunham, not Jeff funny, Dunham. just racist. Nope. No, uh, not funny. <laughs> Not funny. Puppets are never cool. Just just racist. He's like, I'm going to say this problematic thing, but it comes out of the puppets, so I'm not accountable. And then the crowd laughs. That's a perfect crime right there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then again, back up in quality, because now I'm listening to the Blue Collar Comedy guys. I'll give Billing, well, he had one really good one. There was one that was really good. It wasn't Here's Your Sign. I think it came after that or before that, before he just turned everything into Here's Your Sign. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy, I never got into him. I couldn't be bothered. I don't think we'd uh, be friends if you were. <laughs> he's he's not good. He's not, he's not good. good. He's not even Southern. He's no, he's not. It's all it's all an act. It's all a root. It's a ruse. I feel like he's a grifter, like Tyler Perry is too. Like no, just literally, like yeah, like lowest oh, common I... denominator, and like just I'm gonna get as much money as I can. That's it. God, I hate Tyler Perry. I hate <laughs> Tyler Perry in a way that like I cannot. My mom, who wants me desperately to move back home to Georgia, was like, "You can still do entertainment. You could like work at Tyler Perry Studios." And I was like, "I would rather die than work on that man's bad movie plantation." Here's the thing: he doesn't make good things. Uh, what he no. does is when he said he wrote like 18 scripts in a month by himself i was like no i believe that and the quality shows they're all uh, shit. That's not yeah. A, yeah i was like that's not the serve that you think it was sir uh, uh there's a whole host of reasons i to, to dislike you know, to dislike what, that man you know what oh, really God. frustrates me with him though is i actually enjoy his acting like yeah? he's good he <laughs> no no like he's good in those little spots like he's good in star trek he's good in gone girl like he's good in those yeah. little moments, he's like believable. Yeah. I'm like, you're actually a good actor. Yeah, your movies are 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 a sin. It. <laughs> it's so they're so bad, all of them, and not even just the Medea franchise. Everything he touches is yeah. just so bad. There's like, uh, I oh, no, those are trash too. I was like, he's got those shows on like Own and stuff that are like supposed to be like prestige shows but they're still not good it's because they're all tainted with the fact that he hates women uh and you can really taste that when you watch his content and uh i think if you took that out of it and that's why he's so good in bit roles because he's not you know exuding the misogyny like he usually does right he doesn't he's not him right and i mean he ripped off his entire career from nutty professor like no, was, no, exactly. That's yeah, all he saw. He, what Eddie did, and he's like, "I'm gonna make money off of what Eddie yeah. created." He he saw Hercules, and he was like, "What if I did that for 20 years?" But I'm a woman. 
No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the exactly. Her- and he's like, like, he saw that and he was like that for 20 Ms- years. And he saw Miss Doubtfire after. He's like, yeah. I can also do Robin Williams. <laughs> like, we're just going to combine the two. It's going to be perfect. Yeah. And that's going to be my whole career. And we're also going to do heavy handed uh, church stuff and also slut shaming <laughs> with a sprinkling of homophobia because I'm closeted. But we don't have to get into that. Look, he, was, uh, he had all the ingredients for the perfect American pie. That's exactly yeah. what we're built on. That's what we love to eat. <laughs> That's why it's our pastime. It's, dude, it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this is too good. Uh, I could talk to you all night long. We literally could. We're almost pushing oh, an hour, though, right now. Oh, really? It feels like it's been 20 minutes. And see, Kayla, that's the whole point of the show. <laughs> and talking about laughter is, look, the time is fine when we're laughing and having fun. And that's exactly. what I want for everybody else. Uh, they could have friends like you and I. I don't know. You and I aren't very reachable because we're both like curmudgeons that live at home. So That's true. All I do is uh, I'll, I'll go out like once. I'll go out once a once a quarter, twice a quarter. Yeah. I mean, I caught yeah. you that one time and I had a great yeah. time. We had a, we were laughing like a couple of schoolgirls in the corner. <laughs> Everybody was looking at us weird. Yeah. it was uh, My favorite was when I would be saying something insane and there would be a natural lull in the conversation happening across yes. the room. Yes. <laughs> that was the best. I'm so glad those we drew those attention. Those the best moments. Yeah, those yeah, are the best moments. They were talking about babies and shit like that. And it's yeah. like, you're bringing a new life into this hellhole. Thank you. Oh, we're going to oh, talk. whatever. I can't even talk about what we were talking about. <laughs> we'd, get, we'd get canceled or something like that. Oh, man. I'm always, I'm always one second away from being canceled. That's what I love about you. I mean, you were talking about the M&Ms in a way that's very inappropriate. And don't let Fox News hear you talk about the M&Ms that way. Or they will give me a six-season, $10 million contract to be on their network. They knew what I was saying about these M&Ms on Twitter. My girlfriend made me delete that tweet. It's fine. I stand by it. I took a screenshot. I stand by it. Okay, because I, I got, when I went home, I looked for that tweet, and it wasn't there, and I was so sad. I was so Killer sad about that. saw it, and she was like, you have to delete that. And no, I was like, I you shouldn't have. You should have left it up for at least five minutes. Like, the next what time I'm, you got one of those, send it to me so I can at least know it was in, like, gonna What I'm going to do ether. is I'm just going to... I'm going to repost the screenshot at some point. So then it's undetectable. Then you'll just have to, you can't even search for it. It's just a JPEG. It's like, it doesn't even exist. That's such a tease for the audience watching the show. They have no <laughs> idea. I'll say yeah. folks, it was like, it's the best tweet you'll never see in your life. Yeah. If you think Tucker Carlson says some weird stuff about the green M&M, wait till you hear my, my thoughts on the blue M&M. Uh, I also feel like, you know, <laughs> My favorite, uh, this is completely tangential to me uh, being one second away from being canceled at all times. My favorite thing is like people, since I'm the new blood on the RT channel, mm-hmm. and people just see me and I'm, I'm black and gay and a woman or whatever, and they're just like, oh, this fucking snowflake, cancel culture, PC loving, whatever. And I'm like, oh man, what did they say? Oh, th- one of the comments is like, the new blood looks like they would be shocked and offended if they heard the term cockbite be used and i was like you'd be shocked and offended if you heard how i talk when the when the fucking <laughs> mic isn't in front of me you don't know dick about me you know how many times john's ha- I, you know times someone at work has had to look at me and be like roll it again you can't say that and i'm like i'm gay yes i can <laughs> it's true you are gay so you can say Listen, certain things yeah yeah, listen, as a gay homophobe, I just feel. <laughs> That's when I come out. You're just I one just of those fully... self-hating gays. I knew it, yeah. man. Yeah, just like, I'm just, just over your Candace Owensing the whole thing. That's my secret. That's how you That's how you got to get ahead in the game. 
uh, me and Mondo, we were like, if we were like, listen, if this ever goes bad, me and him, we get married. We're we're a quadruple threat. I'm ex gay, right? He's 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 half Jewish. He's half Mexican. Both of us hate gay marriage. Yeah, you just he come back. It's like the you, border. You yeah, found the church. You went to Hillsong. Yeah, we yeah you know? we do the whole full. We do it. We make our money, and then we just retire off. We retire off of those those big those big boy dollars. You know what I'm talking about? That's a those crime. those platitudes, those thoughts and prayers. We retire off of it. Do we uh, lose our souls forever? Yes, but do we also have a vacation home? Also, yes. It's a real. It weighs out evenly, if you ask me. So you know, I, support I, Tyler, so I don't have to do that. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> I can't. I would say I, I. I. I try and lift up on this show, so I'm going to tell people their souls are there and they matter more than yeah. a vacation house. It depends on where oh, the vacation absolutely. house is. Yeah. See. See, it's tempting. <laughs> I mean, it's tempting. What if I told you? House? What if I told you it was the cute little quaint fishing village from Luca? How do you feel then? Man, I ain't using my soul. <laughs> That's Italy, baby. You <laughs> don't need the coast. You don't. You don't need scruples when you wake up next to the ocean. <laughs> no, for real. I think I've told you this before. My dream getaway, um, if I ever make any kind of money whatsoever, is I'm gonna go out to Greece. I'm gonna live on a little island with um, goats and a dog and a beautiful yes. wife who doesn't speak yes. English. You're and literally. Have you seen a? Have you seen a tour de pharmacy? No. Okay, so wait, it's is like that a, the John Cena thing? With the biking? Yeah. Yes. I have not seen it. I can't believe I haven't because that was the same people okay. that made uh, Seven Days of Hell with a uh, kid. Yes, Harrison. yes, yes. It's exactly that, but about <laughs> that the Tour the de France, where everyone is juicing, <laughs> and there's this one guy who's like Jackie, like Jackie Robbins. Is that the first black guy in the in the Jackie ML Robinson? MLB, yeah, Jack. He's like Jackie, Jack, Robinson. not Jackie Robbins. Robinson, Robinson. Yes, the yes, the, the baseball. I don't know sports, even if it does cross over with Black History. I'm not a sport guy, but he's like he's like trying to become more famous, so he wants to be the first black guy to win the Tour de France. But like halfway through, he just like runs into this like french woman who owns a dairy farm and he's wait just like, i did see that scene and then he just yeah, goes with her yeah he's just like uh, this is my life now <laughs> god see that's what i want and see the woman i marry in greece like yeah. i mean we're happy together i don't know what yeah. she's saying no, and she don't know don't what i'm saying to. but we have olives we have, we have, <laughs> and have olives. yes what i saw we sell that to make money which she's not happy about because we ain't bringing enough in uh, but we're on an <laughs> island so she can't go anywhere and it's not like I keep her there. We're both there together. But yeah. But we're seeing you know, well, we're good. Yeah, you're vibing. You're absolutely vibing. We're vibing. No phone calls. No emails. No. No. Just you don't goats need and it. dog and my beautiful wife who doesn't doesn't speak English. She doesn't speak to me. She doesn't speak to me. You don't speak Greek. Because how could you possibly learn to speak Greek? I have the, no the phrase idea is how to literally start. it's all Greek to me. I don't think it's possible. I can barely speak my own language. It would be difficult. <laughs> I can I know how to sign my name, but I mean again, that's in English. <laughs> that's a, the A and ASL is American. It's not <laughs> so, even so it's not, it's not even. So she's gonna be looking at me while I'm, while while I'm trying to do my my <laughs> name. And she's gonna be like, what the fuck? Are you, what the fuck is this guy what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> and so the whole thing is, she thought I was gonna take her back to the states. Yeah, no. Not and you're like, stay, nah, baby. 
I'm here for, I'm trying to, I don't even want dual citizenship. I'm just here now. No, I gave up my right. <laughs> I revoked <laughs> it. It's gone. I uh, said, I don't want it. Keep it. <laughs> you ain't going with me. This is where we're at forever. Uh, that's her fault for, you know, living on an island, but, you know. And not knowing English. Yeah, when you said that. You said that to her several times. You made it very clear. I yell at her all the time. Yeah, she doesn't understand I don't, that. I don't know what to do. I can't I can't communicate with you. Now I'm picturing a scenario where you're, like, married to this Greek woman, and you guys just only translate via, like, Google Home, so she's speaking to hers in, like, Greek to English, and you're doing it English to Greek, and it's very bad translations. <laughs> It's terrible. You know, even the dog doesn't speak English. The dog hates me, too. It's rough. Every time we go into one of the sea towns, she's talking shit. <laughs> but the goats, the goats are yours. They the have your back. The goats are mine. And then the Unrelated roof... to the olives. You just also Unrelated. have goats. Well, yeah, the goats are, yeah, that's what you, you got, goats. Yeah. And olives in Greece. I mean, that's generalizing in a big way. And debt. But, like, when we go to the yeah. sea towns, they start the rumors with the goats. And yeah. That's bullshit. <laughs> that's not true kayla I, I i'm not doing anything with the farm animals no one said you were but the, no the people in the sea town are oh the people in the sea town yeah well, they're like, wait, this is, is like all it has is goats and olive oil i don't know you do the math yeah because she's always in town she's always at yeah. the market i had to go to the market and then like i'm back with the goats and they're like your husband's always gone a lot and like she's now, I'm, with the now I'm thinking about it if you like olive oil goat cheese would be a very lucrative business maybe yeah that's why i have the like, goats is because of the goat yeah. cheese because olive oil is such a like non-tasting taste that it's still a taste and then goat cheese is so disgusting and strong that maybe by combining them you can make like a like a like you're like like co-spread yeah a caprese yeah that's what's up a, co a caprese hello there you go. Can you make mozzarella with goat cheese? I have too much ADHD. You have to end this. <laughs> I mean, we could go all night. Can you make... Oh, does it have to be cow dairy milk to make certain items that we've grown accustomed to? Can you make a mozzarella out of goat milk? Or is all goat cheese the same? Can I don't you think make it's all the same. I think... I don't Parmesan. Know. How do you get different cheese? American blue. We're doing like, uh, do you know that Dave Chappelle turned down the role of Bubba in Forrest Gump? Really? Yeah. I can't see it, him doing it. I mean, I can't either. It'd be weird. You know, it would be weird. Given the circumstances. Would just, like, I would laugh. Like, it'd be hilarious watching it. Well, because he's just like, he's And that's got, not like, the that... point. Bubba's, you know, he... a sad story. It's a sad story, but also he's got that, like, New York energy. I can't see him bringing that and when New he was York really energy. skinny like when he was he doing was his so dc thin, stand yeah. up you know exactly i was like oh no yeah People we shouldn't talk we about should... dave Chappelle. though we'll get canceled too yeah he well like i said he died so it's yeah. very tragic um i mean look he doesn't want affordable housing next to him neither do i i'm just <laughs> like the next man not in my town yeah yeah all you have to do is you start from the bottom and then when you get to the top you put so many padlocks on that door that no one else can get Hell through yeah. 
and then <laughs> and then that's just what happens. See, that's what it all is, is like getting that's to the mountaintop. It's, it's just getting a jetpack to get the fuck out of here like Bezos. That's the only reason he's doing that's that. That's the only reason, because he sees the he sees the writing on the wall, and he's just like, I gotta get on the other side of that wall. I don't like that writing. Oh my god. <laughs> he's going to be our founding father. He's going to be, it's going to be the lineage of him when we get to Mars. He's going to be the only oh, one god. there. Man. <laughs> Forest, I'm high as fuck. What the fuck are we doing in Vietnam? <laughs> That's literally what it would be. That's why I was like, it's just like this stoner New York energy. You can't bring that to Bubba. Also, it's just like, can you imagine? Well, now I want to see the Bubba, the Bubba listing all the shrimp scene with Dave Chappelle. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. Like every if I every time I think about that and remember be, that, it's, it's too funny. It's it would too be, funny. It's it's not it's not the because <laughs> I could gravitas. see him. No, I could see him like it when he's dying. Spoiler alert: uh, When Bubba's dying, yeah, like I could forty-year-old movie. Like he'd, he'd pull out like uh, Tyrone Biggums. Like that's how exactly. he, he would die in his he arms. Just, oh, like, <laughs> like it would exactly. be the emotional gravitas that that role requires. <laughs> but he was in um, You've Got Mail. I've never seen that movie, but I heard the concept, and it's insane. It's what Jeff Bezos thinks he is. <laughs> I mean, it it is insane. But that's back when Meg Ryan still was cute, and then she she kind of ruined that. <laughs> but no, Dave she Chappelle's was... like Tom Hanks' best friend in that movie, so he got to hang out with Tom yeah. in that one. But not. But he couldn't. He couldn't. Uh, the the dude that played Bubba in that movie could do. You've got Mel, but Dave Chappelle couldn't do no, Forrest he, Gump. No, he couldn't. But, you know, Dave Chappelle missed out on an opportunity to be, like, yeah. you know, uh, uh, to be Redford and Newman. They could have been yeah. the new, you know, Hanks and Chappelle. That could have been, that could have been the future. Yep. He could but have played Wilson. Just, uh, Dave Chappelle yeah. could have voiced Wilson on Castaway. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, oh, dude. Okay, so if you ever need to feel good in your life but also yes. cry but also feel good there's this movie me and my girlfriend watched this movie called mad hot ballroom and it's about this like it's it's in 2005 and it's a nickelodeon documentary and it's about these like new york schools competing in like a ballroom dance competition i'm looking at it right and you've now. got like the kind of like rich Queens is Queens the good neighborhood? I don't uh, like. A ri- I mean Manhattan. Uh, yeah, Queens is nice. Yeah, so it was Brooklyn like the is upper hipster. Middle class, like, well, but this is two thousand five. Oh, the not Queens. Okay, so there's like the richer school with like it's got the kid. He's got the typical like middle line like new york new jersey accent where he's like i don't know like maybe we'll win this competition maybe we don't hey yo mikey you trying to do bmx after school and then it's like they've got the like it's like all the dominican kids from like washington heights who are like have this program for like the first year because it's like uh uh they're like we're providing this like after school program for the kids to like so like a lot of them like don't have like good 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 homes to go home to like after school or like some of them like they leave here and they go and like sell drugs and we'd rather them being here like learning the waltz and the foxtrot and like then there's another school where it has this oh my god it's so good it's just like it's these three schools and they follow the kids and the kids are just talking about being like 10 to 12 and it's so heartwarming and i'm just like man 
social media has truly ruined everything because there's no way this could happen in this day and age. And like, like it, it's just so good. Like there's this one kid at one of the schools, his name is Wilson and he's the best dancer I've ever seen. I hope he's a professional dancer now or a choreographer or something. And he's so clearly gay. It's never like, it's never like it's addressed one time, but he's so clearly gay and he, and he like can't speak English and the other kids like, like some of the other kids like make fun of him because he can't speak English and some of them make fun of him because he's like kind of gay and he's but he's just so good at dancing and like it's like the it was the most pure two hours of the past 10 years of my life <laughs> <laughs> it was so good I was like as soon as it was over I wanted to watch it again it was pure like dopamine like I like at the end when the like I was like like holding my palms like so hard that like I had like nail indentations, like waiting for like the final vote result vote results from the judges. Like I was invested. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Right, but it's so good. So you hear that folks, mad yeah, hot mad hot ballroom. ballroom. That's you can definitely get it for like three ninety nine on Amazon Prime or something. I looked at the it's... reviews are good. I looked on uh Rotten Tomatoes at like eighty four percent. Yeah, it's so good. There yeah. there yeah there's there's one point where they're like they're like it's also like a a a, a time a, like a, a thing frozen in time because they're like this is our first year back at the school since 9 11 and i was like oh shit because they probably had to get all the dust and like like that school was probably just like full of dust and ash that's crazy and those kids were i'm like where did those kids go this is probably the first time they've all been in like not a like quadruple filled classroom in like three years i'm just like this is crazy but yeah it, it's so good it, it's such a good it's such a good time capsule it's how, so good how did i know that you were going to work 9 11 into this episode because <laughs> i said 2005 god dang it <laughs> that's a good recommendation um yeah I got a, I got one for you that always makes me I got a ton of movies that make me cry but you got me thinking about mine and then after this I'm gonna let you go because we gotta get out because otherwise we're gonna go to like midnight. Oh um, no, literally. Peanut butter falcon. Whoa, I, that's been on my list for so long. Have you I haven't not seen, seen it, it yet. No, but it's it's literally been on my list for like four years. Like since it like I wanted to see it since it came out. Peanut butter falcon. I want to see that. It is um, it's I, a simple story and it will get you in the hearts. It gets you all the feels. I feel like it's going to get me in the same way that, like, I want to watch it, but I have to emotionally prepare myself. Like, that movie and Honey Boy have both been on my list. So, yeah, the, it's in the same vein. So, like, this movie, Peanut Butter Falcon, I guarantee yeah. you, I'm going to do a bet with you, and you're going to have to report back to me and us our, into our amazing community. One minute. Into it, I'm going to cry? One minute. One, one minute? I might only Jeez. put, I almost might put that 45 seconds. I'm going to stick with one minute, though. I'm going to stick with one minute. You're going to cry. Jesus Christ. Okay. But it's so good. I mean, I have a hair. I have a hair trigger. So, like, that's probably guaranteed. That's like a. have seen the musical Rent probably 200 times by now. How many times? 525,600 times. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, but I literally like I, 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 I cry at the exact same time. I cry every single time. And at this point, I don't even know if I'm crying about the actual scene or if I'm crying because I know it's coming or that my body has just been conditioned to cry when it hears those chords. Oh no! I think that is like <laughs> I, you, when you purposely listen to those songs that you got like it gets you yeah. in it. 
Those are good yeah. things. There was a, I don't, I was like hanging out with my girlfriend. She was like playing music while we were like, uh, like cleaning up or like cooking or something. And a song came on. I don't, I can't right now. I can't remember the song, but it's like, anytime I hear that song, I will be fine. But my tear ducts get triggered and just, I will be crying, but I'm absolutely fine. You, like you it feel is the something burn about, in your nose start yeah. to happen. Yeah. Like this literally like hearing that song, my body is like, oh, I know what to do. So I have, an, to, I have money ball. Money ball makes me cry when I hear music. Really? From my, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Huh. I, it's a, don't shame me for what makes me I'm sad. Not, well, I'm not shaming you. There, yeah, I, there's a shaming tone. It was, it was on the verge. You reeled like it back. Well, I mean, I know how emotional you get about sports. So I get it. It's not about sports though. That's a sports it's movie, about, but it's not about it's sports. A sports movie, but it's not about sports. Yeah, it's just wrapped in it. Like gravity wasn't about space you know ghost Clooney it was about <laughs> life and shit same with the revenant I guess yeah what a useless I, movie um I want to say it was a song from Steven Universe maybe <laughs> I'm trying to remember <laughs> well if you find out the song you I'll just tweet know. it out and I want to no know context. you should do a live tweet session of uh peanut butter falcon I gotta, oh God, I gotta watch it. Not this weekend, because I'm going to LA to see Fiona this weekend, but I'll watch it next weekend. That's exciting. I'm happy that you're going to LA. Please tell LA I miss her, <laughs> and that I hope yeah. to be back one day. I will. It's uh, literally a 36-hour trip. Uh, <laughs> Are you driving? No, I'm flying in at like, I'm going to land at like 7 p.m. on Saturday, and I leave at 11 a.m. on Monday. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like there. I didn't know if you're like hopping. Oh, God, from, no. Like spirit, doing a spirit no. express all over the country. <laughs> I <laughs> wish. 26 no, hour uh, flight. If my girlfriend could drive, I would think about uh, driving there. But no, I, I don't think I could swing it myself. It's a it's a it's a fun drive. I'll have to tell you another time on another episode. Well, when I drove back from L.A. once, I might have been followed by an alien. Ah, okay. Don't think you. I remember. Yeah. You're like okay. I Tyler's the losing song. it. Yeah. Okay. I remember the song. What is the song? It's it's Daddy Lessons by Beyonce. <laughs> from self from uh self titled I believe it that's the song. Uh, you clearly I've never heard that song. It's not what you think. With that title, I, I probably. I, it's would not, not what you think. Yeah. It's about it's about me. It's about me and my complicated relationship with my father. <laughs> Hey, now you and I have that in common. There we go. <laughs> Team daddy issues. What's Team up? daddy issues. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, I remembered. It's daddy lessons by Beyonce. I remembered. I, oh. got, I got there. All right. There you go, folks. <laughs> right there. Uh, watch Rent, Hot Ball, mm. Mad Hot Ballroom. Mad Hot Ballroom. And daddy lessons. Yeah. By Beyonce. By Beyonce. Kayla. Even the one, especially featuring the Dixie Chicks. That's a great version. Shit, you, so you're gonna pull me back in a conversation because I got thoughts on the Dixie <laughs> Chicks. Like it's just bullshit what happened to them. It's bullshit what happened, and then we're back to 9/11, George W. Bush. Yes, because everything uh, <laughs> they said, I agreed with, and I am me a too. I'm a 100% born and raised Texan. And what yeah. she said, I was like, yes, we yeah. do feel this way. Thank you for speaking up yes. for us, Natalie. Also, I'm sorry. Respect on their name, the Chicks. They dropped the Dixie. I forgot. They dropped the D. I get <laughs> they it. Dropped the D. Any, all right, we gotta go, Kayla. It was awesome. <laughs> it was good yeah. talking to you, buddy. It's always nice talking to you too. I'm hoping that whoever watches or listens to this episode can just—it's just mindless for them. 
and they can just go about yep. their day. So I hope that's yeah. a goal. Just have in the background, baby. There you go. Uh, but I will tell you, my friend, I, I think you're a tremendous person. I love uh, getting to see your career grow. I love getting to see you more out there and your creativity oh, and you. your energy and your humor because I think it is what the world freaking needs. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Well, I couldn't have done it without not being depressed. <laughs> Bring it back full circle. And scene. All right, I'm going to hang up on you right now because you're going to keep talking. Okay. Get out of here. All right, I'll talk all to right. you soon, all right? Bye. Later. So, yeah, basically, uh, uh, yeah, that was great. I don't know what we talked about, but I had a fun time doing it. She is so funny. Ah. <sighs> So anyways, yeah, I hope you guys liked that episode. Hopefully you got some good laughs out of that. And uh, maybe you got a friend you can do that with. What a weird fucking thing for me to say. <laughs> but, oh, man, I am feeling all the things that science said I would. I feel very relaxed. Got a lot of tension gone. It's good. It's good shit. I'll have to put a, a, a warning label on this episode, though. Because Kayla brought up 9-11. The one thing you can't talk about, Kayla. Um, but thank you so much to Kayla for joining the show. Um, I think we all needed that, needed a laugh. Let's take a break from the heavy stuff real quick. Uh, we'll get back to our problems another day, which I think is totally fine to do. Um, so I'll probably do a little post show after this episode. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, if you subscribe to the channel, you get to hang out with us, uh, be a part of our community um and uh, get to join us for those extra little segments um, but until then love you guys hope you have a really good rest of your week and take heart and take care